Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the rec for this rapid reaction to Real Madrid's 2-1 win over Manchester United in the UEFA Super Cup on Tuesday afternoon. With me today, I have our boy Steve, who co-hosts our weekly soccer show, The Kickback, which had its first episode released on Monday night, so listen to that. If you haven't, we'll have another one on Thursday morning. But for today, we're going to be talking about this game. How did Real Madrid look? How did Manchester United look? Let's get to it right now. The game was pretty interesting, I'm not gonna lie, because at first, Real Madrid was looking more dominant, but eventually Manchester United got back into the game. I mean, obviously I gotta ask, from your side, what do you think about Manchester United's performance today? <laughs> the first half was underwhelming, and I'm gonna say the second half was underwhelming too for the simple fact that they let Fellaini dictate the entire tempo of a game. Once Fellaini came into the game, the whole the whole game changed. Legit, the whole game changed. That's I think that's when pretty much the whole tide took its full turn. And oh man, that it, Lukaku, I, I don't I don't understand. He missed. He literally missed the sitter, bottled it, skied it. He put that oh my god into the third deck. Then you got. Bogba, he made that beautiful run in the first half. He had who was it that he had streaking down the line? I think I, it was Miki, right? I think it was I think it was Lingard on his left. No, it was Lukaku on his left, and then and Mkhitaryan on his right. Oh my god, he didn't put the ball. Yeah, he he went for the shot. Um, I have a couple things to to, to add to what you're saying. First off, uh, Fellaini he did change change the game when he came in. He changed the game in a way that a few people might have not noticed. I don't know if you noticed it, but he was winning back possession. Yeah, inside, inside Manchester United's, um, inside Real Madrid's own half, and kept attacks going. That's how Manchester United first scored their first goal, uh, because Mat- Matches got on the ball after Fellaini struck someone off, uh, some uh, a Real Madrid yeah, player was, off, and he did that a couple times. Carvajal. Yeah, exactly. He did that. He did that a couple times. The other thing I was about to say is during the first half, from from the beginning, Manchester United looked like they were in the game, and that the problem for them. The whole way through was actually the fact that they weren't sharper on counterattacks. Like, if I was a Manchester United fan, if I were you, basically, I would look at that game and say, "All right, that's not the best, but there's definitely room for improvement for down the line." Because the, it's the it's, it's the it's the sharpness on the counterattacks. Like you were talking with with Pugba's decision uh, earlier in the game. That's a lack of sharpness. No, yeah, absolutely. And you also got to take into account that finishing was a big issue for Man United last year as well. You saw it today. It was evident. Lukaku and Rashford both missed sitters. Rashford, I can't believe how he missed that 1v1. He's not even a lefty, and he goes left with it. I I, I can't for the life of me understand. And it, it was, it's, I hope it doesn't become a theme again for the team because that's pretty much what they made all these signings for. But I, I need to understand why Martial and... Marcus Rashford were not in the starting lineup in a competitive match versus Real Madrid. Well, that that is the first thing that was glaring for Real Madrid from the start was the fact that Mourinho went with uh, Lingard over Rashford, and like you said, you said it while we we were texting this 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 thing with Anthony Martial. You know, I was thinking about it when Lukaku's signing got made. Was that him on the bench might be a sight that we might see even more this season, which is kind of crazy because we both agree his talent, he has a lot of it. No, it supersedes everything that the ex, the, ex, the low expectations that they have for him for, for right now. 
and it really it really doesn't make any sense because the, the infatuation for for Lingard is is I don't see it. It's to me, it's not clear. Yes, he's a solid uh, role player, but that's that's all he is. He's a squad rotation player, and and that's what it's going to come down to. I mean, you got to give you, you got to put your best talent on the field, and Mourinho died with a sub in his pocket. You don't do that, man. I, that's one of my biggest pet peeves with 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 uh, losing a game in that manner too. He could have added Marcion, also added another uh, dribbler who could go one on one. Who was t- like as you saw the game change as well when Rashford came on. He was taking Carvajal one on one. He actually nutmegged him too. So it's all about creating chances, and he I feel like he shied away from from bringing Martial on, and, and I really don't understand it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting to see that happen, especially for somebody like Mourinho, who's known as a tactical genius. Uh, the last point on, on Manchester United, uh, like like you were saying, Lingard, he's like a solid, good young player. I think we would agree that he's behind Martial and he's behind Rashford when it comes to the best young attackers that Manchester United has. Um on Real Madrid, so when I was looking at Manchester United coming to this game, the one thing I was asking is whether they are ready for the big time when it comes to European opponents. And on Real Madrid's side, I was asking, like, do they have the appetite for dominance, basically? Like, how, like, do they have the stamina to keep this run uh, over Europe going? And, I mean, I think the answer is yes, looking at looking at today's game, because they had a swagger to them, especially in the first half. That was just, I saw some... I saw li- I saw a little bit of the effortlessness that Barcelona used to show around 2010-2011 for the first half for some of the first half at least some of it. And you and you I mean you could see it though and, and I I think the answer is yes also I mean even Lucas Vasquez was out there balling today and and he's very mid um, but for the most part I mean th- this team barring any huge injury and we already saw that last year they could overcome a huge injury to a big player this team is built to win and they can most definitely continue their dominance in europe especially since the transfer window still isn't closed and then at the end of the day there's still a january transfer window as well so this team could only get better in my opinion right now um i i do see um E-School had a good game today. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he had a great first half. Second half, I feel as though he, he uh, definitely uh, shadowed a little bit and uh, definitely fell, fell to the back. But he was uh, definitely a bright spot. He actually got fouled six times in the first half, and that was a huge part of, of maintaining the possession and the, the buildup of Real Madrid and their passing that whole first half, which is what basically had them dominating the entire first half for the most part um it, it was crazy to see um Isku do that today um especially being able to run so freely behind uh two pretty good holding mids not for nothing well i mean so the fouls on Isco was pretty much a sign of what type of player he is because uh people might ask why do why do uh, fans of Real Madrid like rate him so highly? Why do some people rate him high, uh, higher than Bale? Today was a good, pretty good example of that because he keeps the ball at his feet and he just he carry he carries the ball. As you were saying, he was getting past two holding midfielders, two pretty good holding midfielders. Which, by the way, sidebar, Matic, I really really love that signing uh, for United. But going back to the other player, because you alluded to Real Madrid being able to sustain an injury to a big player last year. That big player, I'm assuming that you were talking about, was Gareth Bale, who today wasn't really impressive at all. 
Besides his uh his assist, no, not really. Yeah, and and he had a he had kind of a sitter in, in the first half. It was on his left foot. Yes. It, it fell to him unexpectedly, but you know. You expecting him bury something like that. Exactly. It was kind of like Lukaku's own uh sitter. Um Nah, I don't know, man. Lukaku literally skied that, man. I ain't never seen a miss like that in a while. <laughs> Off foot though, both 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 were on their right foot uh right foot. And they're both left left footed players. Um, no, I mean in, in general, like I said, the big thing for me today was that I didn't see United being as terrible as people thought they were. Um, I thought how much while I wasn't really impressed by Real Madrid, it wasn't as dominant of a showing as as people on Twitter seemed to think at the time. But obviously, the you know Real Madrid was playing it without Ronaldo. <laughs> um, I guess we could go to this. I guess we could go to this topic now. So Manchester United has West Ham on uh, this weekend. I think. Yeah, they start the year off with West Ham. All right. So what changes do you want to see from that lineup that you saw today? Uh, clearly Lingard. Exactly. Um, is, there anything, <laughs> is there anything else though besides that? Um, you have to figure it out. I mean, I don't. I. It's going to be weird because Matic played amazing today. I mean. He was definitely a big, a big boss in that midfield for United, especially with uh, Lindelof having a pretty off game today. Um, Darmian was terrible. Yes, uh, they, <laughs> they got to figure out that left back uh, situation because um, Aurier supposedly is getting looked at by Chelsea, so they need to figure that out. Darmian was bad. You can't, you can't play him in Europe. There's no way in hell you're gonna do that. I mean, him him and Lingard is pretty much the, the only ones. And for the most part, you're going to have to figure out how you either incorporate one of, one of the two between Rashford and Martial. Because, I mean, there's not that midfield is pretty stacked right now. Yeah, the midfield is pretty solid. Um, looking at Real Madrid. So I know they have a Super Cup coming against coming up against Barcelona soon. I mean, it looks like Real Madrid is heading into the season better prepared. Obviously, Barcelona just lost Neymar. How you feel about that? Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a, a fun one. But the good thing about the Super Cup is that the Super Cup is two legs. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's it's gonna be fun to see because the transfer window still isn't closed. Um, it is still the third. Uh, what is it today? The Whatever date is exactly is the eighth. And I still see some moves being made by Barca, but I mean, for the most part, uh, I, Madrid should win that. Well, one of those moves is going to hurt me, <laughs> maybe. Uh, cause I, see, <laughs> I, saw, I saw from uh, ESPN today that sources from ESPN Deportes and ESPN Brazil were talking about a, an agreed deal be, be between Liverpool and Barcelona. Not between Barcelona and Coutinho, but between the two teams, which would be big. But I haven't seen The Guardian or The Times on it. Um, so but you gotta under, I, I, I don't understand this. I gotta ask you this since mm-hmm. we're on the topic. Yeah, you guys have yeah. gotten what two are gonna get two hundred million from us in four years, right? And you have what to show for it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing is, that's that's the that's the whole reason why uh, transfer fees should mean different things to different uh, fans of teams. I remember during our our preview. Uh, our episode of the kickback where you were talking about Benfica and you said when they get a lot of a high fees, you can trust that they're going to reinvest it wisely. I can't trust that with Liverpool. I mean, we talked about it. If Coutinho goes for 90 million pounds, then 
a player like Virgil Van Dyke uh, is going to get bought for for two thirds of that, and and, uh, yeah. and and Liverpool's midfield was already weak. But yes, uh, if, if, <laughs> if, if 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 Barcelona does indeed sign sign Coutinho uh, as fast as some people would have us to believe, then that uh, Super Cup. Uh, uh, I would I will say this on Coutinho. If Barca does get Coutinho and he ends up being in Blagrana, um, they need to make him Iniesta's hire. He, 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 he has to be the guy that takes over his spot because that's where he's best suited. If you buy him to play him in that wing, you're just going to waste his loads of potential because he's, he tends to strain away when he's out on the island on the wings and stuff. So you got to make sure you have him in that eight role, that center mid position, and let him attack the middle. He's a deadly threat. If Barca does that, I'll be okay with the signing. But if you're buying him to go play the left wing, that's not a, a need right now. Center mid is most definitely the bigger need right now. Right, exactly. Um, I mean, I feel I feel the same way about you. Every, obviously, Andres Iniesta has been human lately, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and and even even Coutinho always does well. He's done well, definitely in games when he's played on the left for Liverpool. But always wasn't really the, a fan of having him as a third attacker, but a third forward, I should say rather. But yeah, anyway. We'll, we'll see what happens with that today. The big news is Real Madrid over Manchester United to one UEFA Super Cup. Ooh. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna be back on Thursday with a with a full episode of the Far Post. Oh, I'm oh, bugging. I'm bugging. I'm the bugging. Kickback. We we <laughs> we're gonna be back with a full episode of the Kickback. Let me let me be clear about that. Anyway, good luck, Steve. No damage. Be easy. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to The Kickback on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. It's our new weekly soccer show coming at you every single Thursday and sometimes in between. Check it out.